I love it when Sarah's here because it's like we don't really have to do anything. We're just having we just a show conversation. up to drink and learn. It makes you guys feel better. I almost just broke my lamp, and I don't know how well that would have gone. Oh, my God. Oh that God. does not make me feel better. Oh, God. So it says he ha- it- <laughs> What was that? It's history. Happy hour. Is the, is the accent appropriate for what we're talking about? Kind of a little bit. Is okay. it? I don't know. I just get, I've been doing accent. Well, not really accents this week. On Tuesday, I said hola. It's not really an accent, but. Julie's like, I don't have a job. I'm just going to start trying accents. Yeah. <laughs> Julie, if, if you want to come work for my summer camp, I'd be willing to take you. Does it involve children? It does. Mm, I'll think about it. I got to kick one out today, though. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, that must have felt nice. Well, she was vaping in the bathroom, so. No! <laughs> How old? Uh, 12. I'm scared for the future. I, last week, we just said that we were excited because we thought Gen Z was going to save the world. Yeah, that was Tuesday. That was literally two days ago. I, we I am so going to say the majority of Gen Z is fine. I think just this one girl might have some issues. Yeah. That's, That's not, fair. Doesn't sound great. I was probably her. I wasn't her. I I wanted to look at her and be like, I wanted to, like, I wanted to be like, if you're gonna do that, man, like, go in a bathroom stall. Don't don't just like stand in the like co- like communal zone. Be smart. Did about you walk it. in on it happening? Yes. And she tries to she like tried to shove it down her shirt, and she's like, I found it in the trash can, and I was like, I don't think you did. They think they're so smart. I said, would you put something you found in the trash can in your mouth? And she was like, no. And I was like, because according to you, that's normal. So, guys, new plug. I'm trying this new Smirnoff Zero Sugar. It's like a knockoff of the Kettle One Botanicals. Oh, I love the Kettle One Botanicals. I do, too. This isn't great, I will say. It's not great. It was $10 cheaper, so I was like, let's try it, because maybe it's great and it's $10 cheaper. Right. I would definitely opt for the Kettle One option next time. Mm. Uh, the flavors were like strawberry and rose, which rose, yes, strawberry. I'm not no, sure if I want strawberry it's really vodka. sweet. That's yeah. what I was just going to say that, yeah. Um, and then it was watermelon and mint, which please no. I mean, I love a watermelon mint salad, but not in my vodka. And then uh, this one is cucumber and lime, which like sounded Ooh. good. And this is so rare coming out of my mouth. It's very strong on the cucumber. Oh. And I, was I gonna... love anything cucumber. Does but... it taste like very fake cucumbery? Um, not really. Give us another swig. Mm. Do the wine tasting thing where you do that that stuff. Sea swirl Swish sip. It. Yeah. Sea swirl sip. Yes. Spit it in Brandon's mouth. <laughs> That's what he's there for, right? That's why yeah, I keep you know, him around. It it's not that it, it doesn't taste necessarily like fake cucumber. It'd probably be better in like a mixed drink. I'm just having it with like soda, spark, just yeah, soda water. Soda water. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, you know, my my synopsis is if you're trying to be skinny, I prefer the Kettle One Botanicals. I I've been on what Kyle refers to as a fitness journey lately, and that fitness journey today consisted of eating all 12 inches of a public sub. That's so good. Mm. Good for you. All 12 inches. I made yeah, I love that for your this, Wednesday. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I made a um, 
They're these bagels made out of literally you just use equal parts self-rising flour and Greek yogurt. Have you guys? Is it the Brock Your Body ones? Maybe I love Brock Your Brock. I love her because <laughs> I've made her. those before. Yeah, and they were good. I tried them today. So yeah. Anyways. So yeah. So Elizabeth, what did you eat today? <laughs> oh. uh, well, I just started a new gym. Oh, good for and you. It's. It's called F45, and it's basically Australian boot camp. And, like, you like, walk in. Like, are there kangaroos and... there and koalas or? No, it just started in Australia. And they, they oh. you do shit where you, like, squat with um, koala bears? Sledge, sledgehammers. Oh, that's like, normal. So do not sign me it, up for that. It kills me, and it's at 5 a.m., and it's a great workout. It feels amazing when you leave, but. So I've been so tired and I had avocado toast with an over medium egg, God, a protein shake. I had a chicken gyro. Yum. Like a homemade one. And then I had, I just had dinner. I had grilled chicken with zucchini. Delish. I start off really <clears throat> well. And then like, I don't eat from like lunch till I get home and then come dinner time. I'm just like, give me all of the food. You know we want to talk tend- about the Khloe Kardashian's revenge body diet. Mm-hmm. She eats like eight meals a day. Aren't they like eight small meals though? I think so. Yeah. She also still, eight has meals. plastic surgery and a personal trainer. Love that. I'd like a tummy tuck, please. Just on Thursday. Let me just get. I a think I already tummy need a. That's neck her life. Uh, Elizabeth, we're all touching it. We're all doing it. We all. I also. <laughs> this has been. I can't even. One time, one time I was stretching, I was like getting ready in the morning and I was stretching and like, I, I shave like on a regular schedule and Kyle just goes, Oh, nope. you missed a spot. <gasps> oh my God. Well, I'm just proud of you for shaving on a regular See, I, schedule. I don't shave on a normal schedule. Yeah, I think same. it's just because during the summer I wear shorts all the time and I feel weird. Sometimes I No, I respect it. I wish that I shaved on a regular schedule. I like bought a fancy razor in order to shave on a regular schedule. But, my my um, sister gets like full body waxes. Oh God! Alas, I just wait until you, it's visible. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so, who are we talking about today? Today, or what are we talking about today? Today, we're we are talking who, about who are we talking shit about? Peggy Shippen Arnold, the wife and true traitor of Benedict Arnold. Ooh, Benji. Remind me who is Benedict Arnold again? Benedict Arnold was the American Continental Army major who sold Continental Army secrets to the British for money because he owned he was in serious debt during the revolutionary Judas war. during the Revolutionary War. Okay. Absolutely, Got yes, you. very much a thirty pieces of silver type of situation. Hmm. All right. Does everybody have a full glass? I've got I'm a good full to glass. go, man. I'm ready right. to dish about Peggy. <laughs> Um, she was born in 1760 to the prominent Shippen family in Philadelphia, PA. Um, her family included two Philly mayors, uh, the founder of Shippenburgs, Pennsylvania. Don't know where that is. I doubt it's important. Um, <laughs> her father, Edward, was a judge and a member of the Provincial Council of Pennsylvania. Um, her family was politically divided uh, during the times before and during the Revolutionary War. Um, her same, father Peggy, tried. Same. Yes. Her, her father tried to... Um, like express this vibe that he was neutral, but it was understood like amongst like Philly society that they were like loyalists to the crown. Um, 
despite the fact that being like, oh, no, 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 I'm not picking sides. Like, oh, Edward's shipping over here. Like, I, I don't believe in doing that. I like um, everyone. Yeah, I, I'm everybody's friend. I'm a judge. Um, she grew up super privileged. She was, uh, like, hella wealthy. Um, her it's hobbies hard. included needlework, drawing, and music. Um, but she was the only girl, and her dad sort of, like, took a little shine to her. Um, and because of that, she was extremely well-versed in the politics of the day. Hmm. So she was, like, very aware of, like, what was happening and going on around um, the colonies at the time that led to the Revolutionary War. Um, so Her hair is amazing. Oh, she almost reminds me of, like, a little Marie Antoinette. Yeah. Her hair is huge. I mean, she was the closer to God, man. Yeah, I was going to say, that's exactly what I was going to say. The higher the hair, the closer to God. Um, Her father did lose his judgeship in 1776 um, when uh, the states declared declared independence. The colonies declared independence um, because all of his offices were held under the uh, crown. Um, So in 1777, Peggy uh, is 16 years old and she's introduced to Major John Andre, who was a leading British major stationed in the Mid-Atlantic for the British Army. Um, And their parents were throwing a party and he was invited because despite the fact that they claimed they were neutral, this was like a 100% like British loyalist soiree. Got it. Yeah. This is a matchmaking Um, situation? Kind of-ish. It wasn't intended to be one, but it ends up becoming one. So they strike up what most historians call like a friendship but they were like for sure boning or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they like remain in contact even after the British withdraw from Philadelphia because the Continental Army has like reclaimed it back. Um, and so I even say in here, like I use the word friendship loosely because there's a good chance that John and Peggy had a romantic relationship that would right. last until his death. <gasps> uh... Oh, he doesn't, he doesn't die too far later. Oh, 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 yeah. I was like, oh, what a love. <laughs> yeah. Um, a year or so later, she's introduced to Benedict Arnold, who is the Continental Military Commander of Philadelphia. So he's who GW puts in Philly to, like, keep control of the city. Um, and despite having wildly different political views, uh, Benny he thinks he would have been a good like idea. a loyalist, right, of the U.S. of A. Yeah, so he would have been... Um, uh, so he's Mel Gibson and the Patriot. Got it. Kind I of a love deal. this. Um, minus like <laughs> all so of his helpful. children just dying. Um, so he thinks it's a good idea to try and date Peggy. So he like tries to court her. Um, and her father is more reticent to stop him from being stop them from being together, not because of his, um, you know, like political ideology, but because he owes thousands and thousands of dollars to the colony of pennsylvania um which back then would have been so in today's money like 2.5 billion dollars Jeez. um uh why did he owe the money uh so he had gambling debts and he couldn't pay taxes Uh, yeah he was just like overall he was just a degenerate gambler Uh um so yeah he owed a large sum of money to the colony of pennsylvania and thus the crown um, and he, but like, once again, I'm going to repeat myself. Peggy's father wasn't uncool with him being the commander of the Continental Army. Yeah. But he was just super uncool with him owing money to the crown. Which um, like, he, fair. yeah, he eventually goes to trial. 
Um, and he goes to jail shortly for what's referred to as fiscal malfeasance. Hmm. Um, but he's not there for very long. He gets a lesser sentence, like a sentencing on good behavior. And then when he gets out, he proposes to Peggy. She says, yes, they get married. Cute. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but this is when things start to get fun for the Arnold clan. Um, because Peggy is still in contact with our boy, John Andre, who's become the leading spy for the British army. Oh. Yeah. So... He, Did John he Andre, an accent? he for sure has an accent. <laughs> I like to think that John Andre looks and sounds like Malfoy's dad's character in The Patriot. Oh, wait, the what? one that kills Heath Ledger. Oh, just a permanent. permanent I just pictured Lucius Malfoy being in The Patriot, and I was like, "You're mixing these movies up," but I see you now. I understand. Oh no, I saw Lucy. I saw Lucius Malfoy in a field in a kilt. Yeah. Same face. Yes. When she was talking. With yes, Godrum Leviosa. <laughs> Mel's like, like, all right. That's enough. He's got to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Did you see that Mel Gibson's back on his I hate the Jews nonsense? No, but I believe Oh, that. perfect timing, Mel. So glad you could be here for 2020. <laughs> yeah. He, listen, we're 48% in. So glad you could make it. Thank you. <laughs> just, just check off. If you could just come in and check off the bigotry box for us, that would oh be gosh. great. And then, just, and then just walk off a cliff. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. You and Chris D'Elia showed up right on time. <laughs> um, thank you so much. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I don't think Joe Rogan's going to defend you, though. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. So, <laughs> uh, Kyle loves Joe Rogan so much. Um, yeah, so she stays in contact with John Andre, um, who bounces back and forth from uh, Brooklyn, which at the time was a stronghold for the uh, British Army. I didn't even know Brooklyn was, like, Brooklyn, New York? Yeah, Brooklyn, New York. So you have huh. to think about um, Brooklyn would have been the major shipping port between, like, the Long Island Sound and Connecticut. I didn't even know it existed. So, yeah, so it time. connects... Long Island, like, that's, like, where all the, like, that's the hub that would come out taking stuff either to Long Island or to Connecticut. Got it. Um, cool. Yeah, so Brooklyn, um, and he would travel from Brook back and forth between Brooklyn and what is present-day New Jersey, but at that point was referred to just as the Jersey. Huh. Um, the Jersey. The Jersey, yes. The, the Jersey. One. We don't need any more. What number? Sorry, Truly. go ahead. <laughs> And, and Philadelphia. So he creates sort of like a triangle here, like okay. Brooklyn, Jersey, Philly, you know, back and forth. Those were his, like, spy locations. Um, and so the Arnolds are still residing in Philadelphia. They're living with Peggy's parents. And it is historically accepted that it Peggy is the one who starts this correspondence between her husband, Benedict Arnold, and John Andre. Others Slut. do think it might be – she could – yes – <laughs> others others do think it might have been benedict himself because he was fiscally irresponsible <laughs> and um was like hmm i need kind of like a side hustle who's gonna pay me money oh wait i'm a continental army military commander and surely they won't expect me of being a spy so let's ask the brits over here so was she like banging this other guy and then she's like my husband needs money and he's like i'll pay him for information kind yeah. of it was sort of like my husband needs money. You love me. I don't want to become like destitute and derelict. And he's like, okay, well, here's the plan. Um, but yeah, they, they probably weren't having so much of a physical relationship anymore just because he would have been traveling a lot, but they would have kept in contact through like a large amount of written correspondence. Mm. Um, and never leave a paper trail, Peggy. Never leave a paper trail. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's like Pony Express sex. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> someone, I can just imagine, like, back in, like, Morse code days, someone's, like, picking up, like, a weird sexy telegraph. Like, what? Yeah. Oh, like, oh, 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 hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> you go, girl. Oh, you go, girl. So many yeah. dots and dashes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, so, yeah, so some do think that it might have been Ben Darnold himself, but um, that's highly unlikely. Uh, Peggy was very smart. She was very calculating. She knew exactly what she was doing. Um, it should be so ha- said, however, that Benedict and John would have never met socially if it weren't for the Shippen family. So they would have never come into contact to begin with if it weren't for Pegs. Um, so Johnny and Benny begin exchanging secret coded messages through Peggy. So Mm. she kind of goes about her, like, socialite day, and, like, in this process, she's able to, like, drop things off and pick things up, and it's a very simple guise, because who would expect a woman of being a spy? No one. Women aren't spies, Sadie. What are you talking about? They're not capable. Yeah, but if you think about it, they had so many layers of clothing they could hide things Mm -hmm. in. True. You know? Absolutely. Way more than the men. Way more than the men. Um... So here we go. Where did I? Okay, yeah. So, and they devise a plan um, to have Benedict Arnold resign from his post in Philadelphia and seek another post commanding West Point. Um, So at the time, there was no military college there. West Point was just a city in New York. And it was uh, sort of where George Washington kept a lot of his, like, tacticians, where a lot of planning took place. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was kind of their ultimate headquarters for that part of the country at the time. So... Uh, ben Arnold essentially like pitches a fit like I don't want to be in Philadelphia anymore like this sucks blah 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 and George Washington is like Jesus Christ oh my god okay <laughs> like where do you want to go and he's like I want to go to West Point and he's like okay fine we'll put you in West Point so um, in 1778 he's appointed to the military commander at, or in 1779 he's appointed to the military commander at West Point. Um, the British withdraw in 1778 and that's when he's kind of like, I don't like it anymore. I don't need to be here. Blah, 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 blah. They're totally gone. And he just pitches a fit like a whiny little bitch. (laughs) So March of 1779, um, he's moved to New York, um, which like I said, is a serious American defense at the time. Um, and now he's at West Point where he starts slowly and systematically weakening the defenses, making it easier for the British to capture. Got it. Okay. Because he's sort of like... Oh, I was in Philly and they left. Like, everybody's withdrawing, blah, blah, blah. Um, on September 21st, 1780, um, Andre and Arnold have their final meeting um, where Andre is later, he's captured um, with treasonous maps and letters that were given to him um, by Benedict Arnold per Peggy's request. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So, um, uh, Benedict Arnold is alerted to the capture, or his wife alerts him of the capture. He instantly flees home, and she's like, okay, here's the deal. Here's how it's going to go down. Um, I'm going to throw a literal, like, tantrum. (laughs) She's like, I'm going to throw an actual temper tantrum. We're just going to give you some time to escape because they're going to, like, want to calm me down with, like, smelling salts from all my histrionics and whatnot. Lavender, all that. Yes, because she was supposed to be hosting a breakfast for George Washington and his forces as they were moving from New York down through Pennsylvania. For George Washington and his horses? Horses. Oh. I'm sure Bottomless she had to feed horses mimosas too. for the quadruped. Bubbles. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have hard cider and regular cider. Yeah. yeah. And if anybody um, wants a bloody, it's available. Yes. 
It's made with actual blood, though. Yes. You can build your own bloody bar, though. Build your own bloody bar. Um, so, yeah. So she's like, this was my plan in the first place. Like, I got you here. I'm going to get you out. Kind of a deal. Got it. Which we got to give her props for that. Um, so, yeah. So she, Washington and his troops were set to visit the Arnold home. She was going to, like, play hostess for a minute and feed them and let them rest before they continued on um, through Pennsylvania and into New Jersey, where ultimately he would have ended up crossing the – Delaware River. Um, that's that oh, famous painting. Yeah. Yes. And the Geico uh, commercial. Yes, and Is the Geico, Geico commercial. Even more famous. It's so funny. <laughs> um, so she dramatically feigns. We've all what... got places to go. Sorry. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, my God. Oh, I've never seen this. We'll post no. it. We'll post it on the Instagram. It's a good one. Okay. Anyway, sorry, Sage. Go ahead. No, no, you're fine. I, I love that commercial. It's a good one. Um, so she dramatically feigns hysteria. She's freaking out over her husband's, like, being caught. She's like, I didn't know. I didn't know. I had no idea. He was such a traitor. Like, oh, my God, nobody told me. <laughs> and she's freaking out. And, like, George Washington's like, okay, calm down. Calm down. Like, you're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. She's like, no, it's not. Um, so once again, a woman's dramatics gets the job done. Love it. Um, they de- uh, The delay caused by her histrionics may have allowed Arnold to escape, leaving Peggy with their infant son. Oh. Yeah. Um, fearing for her safety, she travels to Philadelphia and stays with her family, like, lays low. Um, she ends up getting banned from the city because she's 100% responsible right. for Benedict Arnold being Benedict Arnold. Um, she plays innocent about it again when people ask her about her husband, though, and she's like, oh, my God, like, I don't know where he is. Like, I don't know why you guys kicked me out of Philadelphia. Like, I had no part in this. Like, yeah, I kind of knew John Andre, but, like, we weren't close or anything. Like, she just, she just like acts totally like blissfully. Yes, just yeah. totally plays dumb, like blissfully, blissfully ignorant. Like a classic I'm, strategy. Yeah, she's like, oh, I'm just this little rich girl from Philadelphia. No one tells me anything. <laughs> um. So, but they eventually, Philly authorities search her house, and they eventually find a letter from Andre to Peggy, written from British occupied New York. Um, it's called the Millinery Letter, and it's seized upon as proof that Arnold's wife had been complicitous and 100% in charge of the treasonous acts oh oh fuck yes uh this leads to the supreme executive council of pennsylvania um which is their little governing council that they've set up prior to it becoming a state to banish her from philly and the state altogether um in so november they're just, wait so they're going around arresting men and to women they're just like get out you can't come back right well they couldn't they couldn't find Bennett Arnold, because she's like, I don't know where he is. I don't know what oh, you're talking duh. about. Yeah, she they probably, can't. She probably like slipped an ankle and was like, ooh, look at my skin. But they, yeah, yeah, she was like, she's like, do you, me. do you see this space between my foot and my shin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? You like that ankle? There's Nobody risk like where that came ankles. from. My ankles are the chubbiest. They'd be like, God, put it away. <laughs> Not this one. Not this Not one. This God, no. God, arrest that woman. <laughs> and her turkey neck. <laughs> she's too ugly to be telling the truth <laughs> she's a witch so, burner i literally <laughs> i literally had to cut salt out of my diet the two months before my wedding so that my shoes would button <laughs> like that's how much like weight and chunk i carry in my ankles because of how much salt i eat on a regular basis and i've been I've been cutting down on the salt. And Let me see them, Julie. Let me see no, they, the look, they look a little slimmer these days. Look. Oh, they look like ankles. But sometimes. I can see the bone. 
Yeah, I know. Do you, that's what I'm saying. There's divots. Yeah. You can do see you, like. Do where... you normally do you normally get like super cankly? Yes. Yeah. Like it oh, just man. goes from calf to foot. And if I have a sock on sometimes and then I like eat does a lot of salt. It, does and it I cut take, the circulation? I take the sock Julie, off. Julie, oh you my can, goodness. You can see where there's an indent from where my sock was. It's bad. But it's all salt. It's really like hilarious. Like my 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 wedding shoes like did not buckle. And I was like, damn it. Have to cut down on the salt. I cut out pickles, which is hard. Olive, Ugh. soy sauce, like extra added My salt. My condolences. Dude, those, those really are things tough. that I just like snack on. I mean, I'll eat a jar of pickles in an hour. Like I'll just put those puppies away. Like I love pickles. I do too. And so I stopped doing all that. And then my ankles were so slim for my wedding. I was like, I just, I almost was like to the photographer. I was like, man, I should really just have her take pictures of my ankles. Like, <laughs> hey, this is going to sound weird, <laughs> but I just need it for proof. Can you take a picture of these real quick? This is a monumental moment. Yeah, I feel good. <laughs> I'm about really myself. proud of you. Yeah, yeah that's, that's some serious self control for two months. I'll never fully cut it out again, but the shoes needed to fit and stay on, so that was that was necessary. I get. Yeah, it's not it's not like prom. You can't just take them off when you get there. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. So Peggy flashed an ankle. She got banned from Pennsylvania. Yeah, she fla- she flashes one of those hot thin ankles. She gets banned from <laughs> Pennsylvania. Um. Her father escorts her and her infant son. In a <laughs> Literally, when I read this article on her, it simply just said, to the shores of the Hudson, where God. she boarded a boat to New York City and was reunited with her husband. Oh, there you go. Um, so did her th- dad know where she was? Where he was? Uh, no, she didn't really tell anybody except she, she knew where he was. And then John Andre knew where he was going to go. Um, so a little bit about John. After a military trial, Major Andre was condemned to death as a common spy and was hanged in Tappan, New York. He was later reinterred in Westminster Abbey. It's sad. Yeah. So wait, after all this, he just got, like, executed? Yeah, so he's he's just hanged. And is that Peggy's fault, do we feel? <laughs> I mean, it's all Peggy's fault, if we're yeah. going to be honest. Yeah, Fair. it's entirely Westminster Peggy's Abbey. fault. Abbey? Yeah, and he's interred in Westminster Abbey. What does interred mean? Uh, so you know how they have like the like the big fancy graves. Oh, like the indoor tombs. Yes, he's in an indoor tomb. That's a lot of money to ship him from Brooklyn to yeah. Westminster yeah. Abbey. Yeah, and I think Tappan's upstate New York, so he was caught in upstate New York because he was coming from West Point. So is he like so. a British hero? I guess. So here's the thing that I've always found interesting. And I've always wanted to like ask a British person, what are you taught as far as like this war from your end? Oh, yeah. But um, my opinion is that it was probably fairly insignificant for them. I mean, it was only like four or five years. um, And England was constantly at war with somebody. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if this is even regarded as, like, a major subject that they study. Or if this is just, like, another one of those conflicts we got into. Right. Yeah, it's funny. I doubt they think about the U.S. as often as we would think that they think about us. Which is the most American thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, I mean, I would (laughs) assume that they're, like, learning all about... You know, American history, like it it probably is something that they totally gloss over. Right. It's sort of like we had all these colonies. We like introduced an age of imperialism. You know, we lost a few of them. The the United States being one, we fought over there for a few years. Like, 
they ended up winning not a huge deal like king george was crazy blah 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 now it's yeah. time to talk about queen victoria yeah um so peggy's life after the revolution isn't so terrible um she's welcomed warmly in england as was her husband and she was even presented at court to the queen mm. in 1782 um by lady amherst who was a distant relative um, Queen Charlotte awarded her an annuity of a hundred pounds sterling for the maintenance of her children. So, uh, the crown regards her as like, like a, you know, oh my God, you did all these things and you tried to stop this stuff from happening and we love you. And like, you know, you're open at court and you're now considered like landed gentry and like slightly nobility. And we're going to offer you, you know, like an allowance to help with your children, um, and it even stated that they would increase that allowance um, to make up for children that hadn't been born yet. So, like, oh, I'm pregnant. I need more money. They'd be like, okay, sounds good. <laughs> um, convenient. Yes. And then King George presented her with 350 pounds obtained for her services, which were meritorious. What does so that mean? The crown gave her, like, a $350 reward, essentially, for being a spy for them seems like she should have gotten more i think 350 pounds back then was probably a lot of money okay um and the only reason i say that is because i recently watched pride and prejudice the one with kira knightley oh yeah and they they talk about how much money mr darcy receives a year he receives they're like he receives like ten thousand pounds a year which like that's not a lot of money but i'm sure ten thousand pounds a year back then was probably like you know a few hundred grand a year. Yeah. Right. Fair. Okay. Um, Sorry, I'm just Googled John Andre, and he does have a smolder. Right? So <laughs> apparently his, that character in The Patriot is modeled after him. Huh. I haven't seen The Patriot in many years. I don't know why I've been talking about it so much today. Because we're all mad at Mel. It's fine. <laughs> God damn it, Mel. He has nice eyebrows. That's that's the thing. Yeah, he's kind of like he's kind of like um, who's that little actress that we love, Lily Collins? Yes. Oh, she's got good eyebrows. She's got Yo, amazing. Some eyebrows. of these portraits of can we talk about the <laughs> this one of Peggy looking like a full blown <laughs> alien? <laughs> can you see it? Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Her face is way smaller than the rest of her face. Hair. Her hair. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, so they end up really just like thriving in England. They have two more kids, a girl named Margaret, a boy named George. Um, uh, and then they had another one who dies in infancy. Um, Arnold eventually leaves or uh, Bennett leaves for a business opportunity in 1784 and he's sent to Connecticut um, for his for his three sons, Bennett, Richard, and Henry, um, to join him in St. John, New Brunswick. So um, he ends up sort of settling around Canada. Um, during his stay in New Brunswick, she gives birth to their third surviving child, Sophia Matilda. Um, while her husband may have fathered an illegitimate child in New Brunswick. So Yikes. that Yikes. happened. Um, she sails to Canada to join him in 1787, leaving her two older sons with a private family in London. Um, in New Brunswick, she gives birth to another son. Oh, so their... she's just popping them out and yes, like, to another scattering son, them around the world. George in 1787 and their last child, Fitch, was born in 1794 after they returned to London. 
I mean, it's I guess a cute we, name. I do like that name. Um, he was named William Fitch, but he went by Fitch. I wonder if he was friends with Abercrombie. Probably. <laughs> so, how many kids is that total? So, only three end up surviving, but they had five or six. Damn. Yeah. Um, in 1789, she returns briefly to Philadelphia, accompanied by one of her sons and a maid to visit her parents and family. She was treated very coldly by the Philadelphians. Shocker. <laughs> in spite of her father's considerable influence to try to have, like, more of a welcoming um, return, she sails back to New Brunswick um, later that year and from there returned to England where they, she lives until she dies. Um mm. The departure um, back to England was unhappy. Uh, there were, like, mobs gathering on their property to, pro- like, to protest against them. They were calling them traitors and all these terrible things. Her husband dies in 1801, um, and she auctions off the contents of their home, the home itself, and many of her personal possessions to pay off thousands of dollars in gambling debts Good from her gracious. husband. Benedict, get your yeah. shit together. She dies in London in 1804, reportedly a cancer, and she's married at St. Mary's Church in Battersea. Um, historians are unanimous in her complicity, and she accepted a reward for her services from the king, as stated earlier, um, and her family in Philadelphia denied everything. Shit, so they, like, really disowned her. 100%. Yeah. Wow. So would you say that her loyalties lied more with the British crown than the United States? I think her loyalty lied with John Andre and that she would have done anything to help him. And if that meant doing that for the, I think that like she, I think that's who she loved. She loved him and he loved her. And I think she probably married Benedict Arnold because she was like 17 years old. And she was like, Oh, like he's kind of against everything. Like the people around me, I think it was very much like a, um, very much like a relationship that she saw it because she thought maybe it would piss off her parents kind of mm-hmm. a deal. Mm-hmm. And I think she and it also... went way too far. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I also think that she maybe saw that as there's a good chance these people are going to beat out the British in this war and I want to position myself properly yeah. like and in the correct social circle. Um, I mean, that's smart. Yeah, which and she wasn't stupid. She was very smart. She was very like familiar with what was happening militaristically and politically in the colonies at the time so everything she'd been told by her father and everything she was hearing like you know like oh british are withdrawing from city after city blah 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 like she's like it's not going to be beneficial for me to marry someone of you know loyalist society as it would be for me to marry someone of you know more rebellious society Mm mm-hmm and being that she was a socialite, that would have been 100% something she considered. Wow. Yeah. Um, oh, one of my favorite things, too, here. So uh, James Parton, who is an autobiographer, who is a biographer for Aaron Burr, um, he published an account um, in the 19th century after everyone had died, um, implying that Peggy, Ship, and Arnold had manipulated or persuaded Benedict to change sides. The basis for the claim was interviews that Burr conducted with Theodosia Prevost, the widow of Jacques Marcus Prevost, who later married Burr, and notes later made by Burr. While en route to Philadelphia from West Point in 1780, Peg and Ship and Arnold visited with Prevost at Paramus, New Jersey. According to Parton, she unburdened herself to Prevost, claiming that she was heartily tired of all the theatricals she was exhibiting, referring to her histrionics at West Point. 
According to Burr's notes, Chip and Arnold was disgusted with the American cause, and through unceasing perseverance, she had ultimately brought the general into an arrangement to surrender West Point. So she, like, essentially went in and was like, oh, my God, honey, like, I got to tell you some stuff. Oh, shit. Yeah. And she just, like, laid it all out there. And she was like, but because you're my friend, you won't tell anyone, right? And, and this chick was, was just like, like, yeah, okay, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and then told everybody. Yeah, and then she told everybody, including Aaron Burr. But it's what like Aaron Burr was the nicest dude either, so. Yeah. Can you imagine, though, like, just living your whole life, like, helping an entire country get information because your lover wants you to do that and then you're just married to some like what a crazy existence yeah and i i honestly don't know how she had the energy to do it right to like be two completely different people Mm. right just all the time i mean one man is enough to keep up with in my opinion and then the children and then the children so many children although it seems like she was just leaving some behind (laughs) She just, like, does a cartwheel, and there's an infant that just flies out of the vagina. Oh, oh, here was another fun theory that I read that I really liked, too. So, numerous sources ranging from Aaron Burr and the History Channel all agree that Peggy was just – all agree that Peggy was maybe just a super hot, rich girl and was, like, accustomed to a certain lifestyle that Benny couldn't necessarily afford, so she convinced him to become a traitor as a side hustle. I mean, I can understand that. Which I like that one, too. I am surprised, given her upbringing, that she married somebody with that much debt. For the time, especially. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Because I guess she figured, like, well, um, if he was in jail, like, he paid his, like, service. Like, that he paid his time, essentially. Like, he didn't have to forfeit over any money. He just, like, paid it off by being in jail. Um, and, I mean, Bennett Arnold wasn't exactly – he didn't come from, like, poor stock. Like, he came from, like, a good family kind of a deal. Yeah. Um, like, a lot of, like, Revolutionary War heroes at the time. You know, like, George Washington wasn't hurting for cash. And, like, no. TJ wasn't hurting for cash. So, um, I think she probably figured, like, this – we're going to – like, this will bounce back. We're going to end up being okay. Right. Um, but I forgot to say this. And this is good. She ended up being the highest paid spy out of all the spies in the American Revolution. Wow. And that includes like but her. she was one paid of... by the British Army. She's yes. British, British So that crown. was her $350 yeah. like straight up thank you reward money. And then her like 100 plus pound a year allowance Damn. that she received until she died. Oh, so she got money every year from them. I missed that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, and it would go up anytime she had a child. It's kind of a nice arrangement. Yeah, the the king and queen of England were like, here's three hundred and fifty dollars. And who were the king and queen at that time? Uh, king George the Third and Queen Charlotte. Charlotte was Elizabeth's mother. No, uh, no. Mm-mm. Uh, king George and Queen Charlotte. Um, that was just a family of boys, pretty much, and they couldn't produce legitimate heirs. Um, and then one of them had a daughter, Princess Caroline. Caroline marries uh, Prince Leopold, who was a Prussian prince. Um, and Caroline and Caroline um, ends up dying in childbirth, and she ends up bearing like so. She dies, and the little boy dies. Um, and that's when they end up having Queen, Vic, like, Vic, like infant Victoria becomes the one who would take the throne. Wow. 
Yeah. Um, another fun fact that you just reminded me of, just referencing back to our Catherine the Great episode. Mm-hmm. My sister, I recently found out that back in February, my sister had bronchitis and pleurisy. She had pleurisy? She had pleurisy. And she said it was more painful than childbirth. But yeah, I thought it was very interesting that my sister just casually dropped on me. We were FaceTiming after she had the baby. And she's like, yeah, I'm like, you know, it was, you know, once you get the epidural, it's not that bad. Like, she's like, to, to describe it to you, when I went to the hospital in February for bronchitis and pleurisy, that was more painful. And I was like, stop. <laughs> you I'm had like, what? Wait a second. <laughs> You had pleurisy? And she's like, yeah. And, I, and then I I went off on a tangent about our podcast. And she was like, yeah. So anyways, I had a baby. <laughs> and then we got back on track with the subject. But. Was she able to confirm whether or not people still get it all the time? So, and I asked my husband about that. I asked Brandon. And he said that, like, it's not super common. But, like, it happens. Like, people get it. Um, but, like, it's just not as common as it used to be. Just because medicine's gotten better. And a lot of that is about, like, taking the right antibiotics and like right. things like pneumonia. Um, when my sister had it though, she couldn't have, I guess usually it's really painful. So they give you like morphine, but because she was pregnant, she couldn't have any, any pain medication for it. So Ugh. yeah, that's why she said that was more painful than child. So for everybody that doesn't know what pleurisy is, because I didn't during this conversation. So I just Googled it. That was what Catherine the Great almost died from. Yeah. That's why I, I didn't it Google it then. Oh, I'm Googling okay. it now. Oh, okay. I still didn't know what it was. It doesn't change it. Uh, it's a condition in which the pleura, two large thin layers of tissue that separate your lungs from your chest wall, becomes inflamed. Also called pleuritis, pleurisy, can cause sharp chest pain that worsens during breathing. Yeah. Oh, cool. Doesn't sound fun. Oh, cool. That seems like a great time. She said, <laughs> she definitely said pushing a seven pound baby out of her vagina wasn't as bad as that. So, but I mean, she had meds for the birth, so I could see that. So Peggy. So whatever happened to her kids? No, they went on to live in England. In England. Some lived in England and some ended up settling in Canada around New Brunswick. Huh. Um, but mostly they stayed in England where it was safest for them. They couldn't really go. Um back stateside um and most of them were born in england anyways only two were born in like colonial america um so they probably just knew life in england best that's anyways. sad that like their grandparents even like disowned them so to speak yeah and they probably had little to no contact with their father's parents yikes that's very sad it is super sad um but i've always found it interesting though that Benedict Arnold was able to just sort of like lead this full life and like die of natural causes and John Andre was hanged. Yeah, and I just saw something too that says in America Andre's often portrayed as as a conniving villain. Yes. In the UK he's seen as a romantic hero. Right. That's yeah. So I've the always smolder. It's the smolder. It's the smolder. <laughs> Let's look at it one more time, folks. <laughs> John Andre. He's a good-looking guy. Oh, if you go to, like, Google images of him as a child, or there's, like, images of him, like, as a young man, and he actually is fairly attractive. Yeah. The eyebrows. Like, as much as those paintings can do for a person. Yeah, I know. (laughs) They're not photographs, but we can imagine. Yeah, whoever they commissioned, it was just like, I want a very round, sad face, and can all of our hair be platinum gray? 
And give me some strong brows. Yes, strong brows. <laughs> well, we'll be posting some pictures of all the strong brows on the Instagram. Um, Sage, have you sent in an embarrassing story to our email? So I'm going to, and it's just going to be the one when I tripped Mr. Hotson. Yes. Okay, please. Because I think I will really enjoy reliving that moment. <laughs> um, I'm just going to tell the story when she sends it in, and then I'll elaborate on, like, what it was also like to witness it, like, from my perspective. Because Were you in the classroom? Yes. She was. was in the same classroom. But, yes, CJ, send in your embarrassing story to anybody else listening. Send in your stories to SpaghettiHeadsPodcast.Outlook.com. We'll probably do another Listener Tales episode in, like, what would you say, A couple weeks. A couple weeks. A couple weeks. We'd like to yeah. if we get enough in. So we think they're very funny. We already funny. have really a few. Enjoy. Good. You're monitoring the inbox. I am not. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> it's a good one. And I, I have another one, too, if you feel like that one's um, send them a, little too, a little too. I, I will send them both. The other one is wildly embarrassing. I need to think of another well, then embarrassing Well, you can be anonymous. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can send it anonymously, too, for sure. Um, but, yeah. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for Sarah Allen tripping Mr. Hudson in the middle of our history class. When people send in their embarrassing stories, we should have them sketch an like an image of what was going on. Oh, and we can post it on and Instagram? And we can, we can uh, post it on Instagram. I wish there was That's a way a you guys idea. could make it like a flip book. Like just him slowly <laughs> falling and like. I mean, he landed. I oh, can't. No. You know what? I can't ruin like, it. We can't. Where he landed may or may not be the best part. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so we'll wait. We'll wait to tell it. But That was a tough day. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Spaghetti Heads Podcast or Twitter at Spaghetti underscore Heads. Uh, we have like six Twitter followers, so let's let's keep that growing. And <laughs> Six today, we, seven tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> we get a new Instagram follower like at least one or two every week or so, I've noticed. That's awesome. We've That's ma- not a good listen, track record, Julie. We've, Maybe we've, don't say that. We've topped Jesus. 100. We're, 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 you know, we have more than yeah. 100 followers on Instagram. It's not a lot. We have some We have some goals. We've got some goals for when we get to certain milestones with this. So Do you do you guys want me to come on and start doing, like, fake advertisements for you guys? Like, oh, my God, I would his, die. History Happy Hour brought to you by the wine club wine my friend left on my bar counter. <laughs> <laughs> it's been open for three days and it smells okay. It smells okay. Smells okay. No, quite out. literally, though. It may or may not have been corked all the way when I closed it at 10 p.m. on a Friday, but it seems fine. <laughs> <laughs> Does the job. Use code SayJ for 10% off. <sighs> for 10% off. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, all right, um, yes. thank, you for, thank you for teaching us all about PEG absolutely love her can't can't wait for the next one i'm really oh, yeah, we're celebrating a birthday one. next month so everybody get a slice of cake yes birthday next month get a big slice of cake big slice of cake pillbox hat maybe some pearls a structured jacket a, a structured jacket with or without shoulder pads depends yes. on if you're feeling funky a strong brow another strong eyebrow look and maybe some dark mascara yeah and a weirdly attractive husband who oh, may or may not hate I can't you even talk about and it. uh don't forget the accent bring the accent bring the accent thank not what your podcast can do for you <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that was great all right all right cheers, well, cheers guys <laughs>